Ephesians chapter number 3. And I just have tossed and turned and tried to figure out what to do on the 28th anniversary. I know it's just another celebration of Sunday on the Lord's Day. I know it's, thank God, we have a risen Savior and not a, a dead one. Thank God, you know. Hello, Lanny. I'm sorry, but I'm broke. <laughs> After 28 years of being at one place, preaching the same place, I didn't add it up, but that's quite a few sermons. You know, 28 years, all those sermons. When I was in evangelism, I preached 52 different revival services, sermons in the same church. 52 revival sermons in a, in a Baptist church. Never did have a revival, but we should preach a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's this all about? Just, just ask you a question. They, on our 28th year after, after, can you imagine how many dollars have been invested at the Joshua Baptist Church? Imagine what kind of revenue has been provided and over these years. Is it about money? Is it about building? Is it about personnel? What is this church all about? What's it doing here? What's the reason for it? Why bring your kids and raise them in this church? And I commend all of you folks for helping me raise my kids because we could not have done it by ourselves. Could we have done it? Jim and Mary, second parents to our kids. Many of you, Vicki and uh, Terry babysitted our kids. Uh, that's why every once in a while they have a bad attitude. <laughs> 28 years. Why did we start it? Anyhow. There was a lot of other churches in town. Now, they wouldn't let me and my wife come, but there was a lot of other churches. My wife actually visited the church while I was in evangelism. A church in the vicinity, in, in the neighborhood. And when she left, the pastor met her at the back door and says, Miss Wombard, there are other churches in town you can visit. There's one now she can go to. This one. Let me tell you something. It don't make any difference what your marital status is. It makes no difference what your financial status is. It makes no difference what your intellectual status is. You can come here. You can fit in. You say, well, I can't adjust you folks. Well, some of us adjust to you. And that way we can have our own clique. Ephesians 3, 21. I could not get this verse off my mind for today. Most of you can quote it. Unto him be glory. In the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen.
what's, what are we doing here? To bring him glory. And why did they sing a while ago? They're not, they're, they're, not, they're not trying to get a job someplace. And Brother Pickett, too old to drive a bus. So uh, <laughs> These folks sang for God's glory. Now, we were blessed. But Jesus Christ was glorified. Do you know where you glorify the Lord Jesus? In the church. You say, I don't have to go to church to be saved. No, but if you're saved, you will go to church. Unto him be glory. In the church, by Christ Jesus, world without end. Amen. I hope and pray that everything we do in this place will continue to be for God's glory. If we exalt anybody in this place, it ought to be the Lord Jesus. If anybody deserves a praise, howdy, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, it's the Lord Jesus. He fought our battle for us on Calvary's tree. And he won the victory, bless your heart. The devil thought that they had done a good job with Jesus when they put him in that, in that graveyard. The third day, he didn't come up with rabbits in his hand. He come up with victory in his hand. To him be the glory. Psalms 8 and verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. God wants and desires the glory. Drive by our church and I'm sorry to say my name is on the sign. It ought not be on the sign. This costs too much to remove it. But when people drive by the front of our church, I don't care if they know who pastors this church or not. I just want them to know who's the head of the church. And to him be the glory. He set his glory above the heavens. Isaiah 43 and verse number 7. Everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, and I have made him. You know what you're here for? God's glory. You say, well, I joined the church. What I could get out of it? Well, why don't you get out of it? Because that's not the reason we ought to be here. We ought to be here for His glory. When people saw you leave home this morning with your Bible in your hand or dressed as though you was coming to church, you glorified God when your neighbors saw you coming. For my glory. What are we here for? 28 years of existence. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars has been spent. Now it's into the millions. Uh, the properties are now worth close to $10 million, I suppose. 
Have you ever thought what insurance might cost for that? Let's pray. <laughs> Amen. You're looking at a Tennessee hillbilly. That, you know, I made D's in school. I wasn't a valedictorian. I can't even spell it till today. But that's okay. I just show you what God can use to do something wonderful for his glory. Not my glory, his glory. Amen. I read it the day, Isaiah 42 and verse 8. I am the Lord, and that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. God wants the glory. Aren't you glad of that? God wants the glory. He deserves the glory. Hey, if you've, if you've been blessed... You ought to give God the glory. If you have a great business and it's thriving and, and you're, 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 you're doing well, you might ought to just sit down every once in a while and quit acting like you've done it all and give God the glory. And if you can't glorify God right now, maybe you need to change the way you're living and give God the glory. You know, I, I, I rejoice that in our church we have businessmen, we have entrepreneurs, we have we have politicians. We have all kinds of folk in our church. But that's what's so grand about our church. We can give God the glory at City Hall. And we can give God the glory in the business place. We can give God the glory in our voting. God wants the glory. I, I kind of like that. I don't know if you do or not. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all. You know the rest of it? To the glory of God. I, I take it God is kind of serious about this thing. His glory. Would you say that? Have you ever said, look at my car? Look at my house. Look at my kids. I wonder where they came from. The huh? Bible said children are the inheritance of the Lord. Is that not so? Blessed man. You know, it says as arrows in the quiver, you know. And some of our folks has really got full quivers. Amen. <laughs> you know, I watched that movie, Cheaper by the Dozens, you know. So. Give God the glory. It makes no difference. I said it makes no difference. Give God the glory. Amen. And whatever you do, whether you eat, sleep, whatever, give God the glory. Now, God is really serious about this. And I don't ever, as long as I'm living, I do not want anybody around this place to give anybody glory except him. I'm talking to accept him. Somebody said, boy, preacher, you folks have got the most beautiful kitchen in the world. It, I don't even have a kitchen. God has a kitchen. God has a kitchen. You say, why? Well, who knows? 5,000 folk may come one day. And we got to feed them fish and sardines. You see what I'm saying? 
This is God's, every bit of it. Every bit of carpet. Brother Jim came to me this morning and said, Preacher, some of the folks is wanting to eat in the Sunday school classes, and we got new carpet and everything. What do you think we ought to do? I said, we build it to use. Let them have it. They go, they're the ones that got to catch the ants. So you are in charge in your class of the official ant catcher. Well, if you don't pick up your stuff, you'll be picking up the ants. Amen. Come on, say amen. Every piece of carpet, everything is for God's glory. Now, if you can spill stuff on it and step on it and wall around it and leave it that way for God's glory, have it, have a ball. For his glory. Amen. Somebody said, Well, preacher, I don't think I don't think God's glory is, is that important. Well, let me read you something out of the book of Acts for just a minute, because some of you look like I kind of keep keep you in touch what time it is. I don't preach very long when I'm sick. And believe me, I am sick. If I hit the floor, Jim knows he just takes up right where I left off. How many were here that night I started coughing and couldn't preach? And I just turned it over to Jim, and he looked at my notes, and he said, I can't do nothing. <laughs> Jim said, now let's bow our and we'll pray. That's why you do that, right? For God's glory. One time, years ago, Bobby Isbell, I don't know if you folks remember Brother Bobby, but he helped to start the church years ago, and he led singing for several years. And, and, uh, and back when we started it, I was the only singer in the house. So I sung all the specials. My wife and I once sung together. And uh, then I preached. And the only PA set you had was my PA set. And I think we've been using that PA set in one of the children's churches now for 28 years. But one morning I was preaching. I was, I was going to sing a special. And uh, Bobby was sitting right behind me. And I started singing and I, and I, and I got really emotional and started crying and couldn't finish. Bobby stepped right up and finished the song, didn't miss a word, didn't miss a beat, and people thought that's the way we practiced it. <laughs> you remember that? Sure enough. Sure enough. Well, it's good to just reminisce over, over the many, many years. Hmm? I wish I could tell you that, uh, that I was one of them kind of guys that was so involved in trying to seek God's will in buildings and property and and all of that. But I, I just, I'm not that kind of a guy. We have property and buildings not because I laid on them all night long and prayed and asked God to give it to us. I saw a for sale sign and we went and bought it. Now, I don't know if that's as religious as you'd like for it to be or not. The property that this building is on, I bought that from D. Bernie, not because we need the property, but because D. Bernie needed the money. We paid $100,000, $17,000 an acre for this property, six acres. We did not need it. I didn't think we'd ever have to use it. But we had a church member who was asset poor 
that meant he had more land than he had money to pay the taxes. We bought the land to help somebody else out. And boy, did I get my clock cleaned several times. <laughs> I actually sat in a trustee's house one time. And he did everything but cuss me out. He said, that's a stupid thing anybody's ever done in life. Pay $17,000 an acre for that property. Too bad it is dead whenever I leased it for $25,000 an acre for the oil. I wish I could tell you. I was a great spiritual giant sitting on a mountain, and God was just giving me all these, all these visions. I can't tell you that. I just see doors open, and I hit them around. And that's what's happened for 28 years. I have been asked not to buy any more property on the highway. Yeah, leadership in the community said, Preacher, please don't buy any more property on the highway because we tax exempt it and they get the same feeling that the folk did at the temple when folks started going soul winning and people started getting saved they quit going to the temple and they started going to church and the priests and the Levites and the Pharisees and those folks that's Sadducees that's why they're sad you see I read for you. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, and upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God, and not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. This glory business is important to God. And if I can ask you to do one thing for me, don't give anybody the glory for this thing, this place, but the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We can judge it, I guess, by, by her membership. And somebody is always asking me, about, what's your membership? I have no earthly idea. I know when I started the church, and the membership list was very small, and the visitors list was very small, every day I prayed by name for the members, and then I prayed for the visitors that they would become members. Every day, every name I prayed for. Wasn't too long. So, man, I had a prayer list a foot long. And you say, preacher, what's a membership? I don't think that really makes a lot of difference. You know, say, for instance, I don't know what, maybe our membership's up around 1,500, 2,000. How many of those do you think are just flat-out sock drunks? 
How many of you think shacking up, living in fornication? What's your membership? Don't make one hill of beans. Not one, one iota. It's not the numbers on the roll that gives God the glory. You got that? My God is not interested in how many members we got. My God is not too worried about our attendance. And I'm not even worried about it. I used to have nervous breakdowns. Oh, my soul. We almost had 300 today here. 200. I, I have no idea what we have. The only guy I know that knows is that old man. I mean that young fellow right there. Preacher, what's your bank balance? I have no idea. We stay broke all the time, so that we just break God for that. Amen. How many think God's going to meet the need? It don't make any difference what we got in the bank. It's not up to the banker. It's up to God. He gets the glory. He writes the checks. I just sign them. I say, now, Lord, if it's bound, it's yours. Fellow did some work for me the other day. I said, now I'm going to write you a check. But if it bounces, don't bring it back to me because it ain't doing no good to me either. <laughs> he looked at me like I was an idiot, <laughs> which probably I was. <laughs> and may I help you a little bit? God's not interested in our facilities. God is interested in something else. God has been so good to give us those facilities, is he not? I've never preached in a prettier auditorium than this one right here. It's designed to be a preaching church. The farthest one from me is 50 feet. Seven to 900 folk to meet in this place. And the farthest one is 50 feet. I can look them in the eye. You know, a fellow left our church one time because he said, you're always preaching to my face. If I'm lying, I'm dying. He came off and said, I'm leaving. I'm tired of you preaching to my face. I said, well, if you'd expose some other part of your anatomy, I'll be glad to preach to that. <laughs> crazy. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Huh? Give God the glory. He wants the glory. He deserves the glory. He deserves the credit. He did it, not us. After 28 years, we need to realize we're where we are because of the great God we serve. Amen. And thank God he's paying for the air conditioning. Amen. And if you don't like it where you are right now, it's too hot, you can move five feet and you can think you're in another world. Just the way the air conditioning is in this place. The wrong standard to govern our church or any other church is buildings, facilities, offerings, numbers, and noses. God's not interested in that. A periodical wrote me one time several years ago when our church was growing 
They asked me to send them a, a letter of the advancement and the, the, the success of our church. So I called them and I said, you know, up until this far, I have not been able to hire a secretary that could write. So if I ever get to where I can hire a secretary that will write, I will send you a brag sheet. And that was all I wrote. God's not interested in brag sheets. God's not interested in anything but him getting the glory. Mine and Ginger's relationship should bring glory to God. Now, there's some things she needs straightened out on. But she's not going to get straight. I've already found that. But our relationship as a husband and wife, as a Christian brother and sister in the Lord, ought to bring glory to God. You agree? It don't, it's not how many kids men ginger can raise. It's not how many grandkids we're going to have to raise. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all for the what? glory of God. It was started that way 28 years ago. And God being my witness, I've tried to keep it that way for 28 years. And if I should live another 28 years, in which I know some of you are praying hard about that, I hope that 28 years later from the day you've been here all that time and said I stayed by the stuff for the glory of God for his glory to God be the glory great things he hath done you say preacher how could I glorify God in my life you never ask by being saved right today. Saved? What's saved? Well, it's the opposite of lost. Which one would you rather be? Saved or lost? You say, I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. You just got to believe it. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you know the rest of them, shall be saved. Instantaneous, man. Instantaneous. Bang. I bowed my knee and I was a sinner on my way to hell. And I stood straight up a saint on my way to heaven. To God be the glory. The best way anybody can glorify God. Number one, be saved. Number two, be baptized. And number three, get enrolled and active in the fellowship of the Bible believing church. Amen. It's an unusual sermon I preached today. And my wife said to me, you're not, you don't feel good enough to preach today. I said, well, you don't feel good enough to teach, so let's just both stay home. 
I made her feel bad when I left, so she started putting her clothes on. <laughs> to God be the glory. Well, I look at some of your faces, and I remember the first time you walked in our church. Looking pure shocked when I started preaching. And you just run into difficulty and overcome difficulty and hit stumps and bounced off and just stayed, just stayed by the stuff for the glory of God. And how you've grown in the Lord. Like Paul told the church at Thessalonica, ye are my joy. You are my joy. I'm so blessed that you're here today. I'm so blessed that God might use me to encourage you along your spiritual way. I'm so blessed. But I don't want the glory. I want God to glory. Amen.